Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate you joining me here, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things, as I say so often, that you could be doing right now. And hopefully this gets you through a little bit of your day. Cooking, cleaning, changing diapers, driving up and down the road, building fence out in the pasture, conference period, lunchtime, sitting on the porch, around the table in the evening. So, I appreciate it. Not a whole lot. I don't think to report. Managed to get out in the yard and do a little work recently. The rain stopped long enough. And of course, (laughs) as my pastor says in this part of the world, we complain about all this rain and then we get to the summer. He said, you know, I can still go out and grow stuff and work with mud. He said, I can't do much with just dust. So, thank you, Lord, for the rain. And thank you, Father, for the time to record this podcast, for the people who listen to it and share it, be with them and their families. Guide us all, draw us closer to you, your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to help those that have less than we do. Help our country to turn back to you. Forgive us our many sins. Forgive us for putting other things in front of you. For not trusting you or your timing. Forgive us our greed. Help us to help those that have, well, I think I already said that. (laughs) A number of things going through my head today. Forgive me, Father. Watch over those on the border, Father, please be with them and their families. Thank you that they're willing to defend us. Help them to feel your peace. Walk beside them. Help us to seek you first, Father. To love you with all that we are. To love our neighbors as ourselves. Give us insight. And God, my words, in your son's name we pray. Amen. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. And I don't think there was. So, we will move on with life. We're going to go back to immigration today. It's an article from Hillsdale College back in 2012. Immigration and the American Founding by Kevin Porteous. Dr. Porteous, if I'm saying that right, that's what I'm going to go with. And if it's not, I apologize. Uh, So yesterday or one of the previous podcasts recently, we talked a little bit about uh, the real difference in the founding, right? The change between the idea of being subjects versus the idea of being citizens. Subjects were bound to the land, 
always, forever, had no choice in the matter, uh, and they could not choose to change their allegiance from one prince, as Blackstone said, to a different one. I think it was Blackstone. And, and the difference between that and citizens who had the right to choose where their allegiance belonged, to choose who they gave their allegiance to, uh, which was the American concept. Uh, and today we're gonna talk a little bit about this idea of birthright citizenship and immigrants coming in, right? So when you start to look back When they passed the 14th Amendment, right, and the 14th Amendment said all persons born or naturalized in the United States are subject to the jurisdiction thereof. And one representative at this time, uh, this is again from Dr. Porteous out of this Hillsdale College, said it is high time that feudalism were driven from our shores and eliminated from our law. And now is the time to declare it. And so what they saw is they saw the 14th Amendment as getting rid of uh, this remnant of feudalism, as the paper here describes it, but slavery, right? This, this idea that a slave was tied to the owner of that land or whoever bought him, purchased him uh, for his entirety and, and could not change his allegiance, which doesn't even really completely match because the owner could sell the slave, right? So really the slave was tied to whatever owner he had at the time. Uh, it wasn't even the land so much. And, and so with this 14th Amendment, they were really trying to get rid of that and do away with this idea uh, that a person could be tied to a particular prince, a particular piece of land, a particular uh, rule of law, so to speak, uh, or, or government system without their consent. Uh, there's a couple of examples that pop into my head from the Old Testament, the Bible, where, you know, uh, a servant could actually choose to be a servant, a servant permanently, uh, but that was still their choice. They were given that option in the Old Testament to choose to permanently serve a particular master. And of course, with slavery, you, you didn't have that choice. You were bought and paid for. And so the idea really was a rejection of what we have today, which is this birthright citizenship. And there's a case talked about here in this paper uh, that I have not been familiar with until I read this article. It's the U.S. versus Wong Kim Ark. And I, it's from 1898. And I'm not real knowledgeable at all on the court case. You can go and look it up. But basically it created this idea of birthright citizenship. So if you were born here, then you automatically had citizenship. And, and the problem is that that resurrects this feudal slavery idea of, okay, if you're born here, then you automatically are a citizen of the United States. 
and whether you want to be or not. And it, it kind of resurrected this idea that you don't have a choice. It's based on where you're born. And that goes against what the founders, they wanted to give people the freedom to choose. That's, that's what they talked to Great Britain about, right? That's what part of what the war was fought over was the idea that, no, we're going to choose what government, what type of government we have and who we choose to give our allegiance to. And it's really, it's, it ties into what I say so often on this podcast, folks, you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American because our founders wanted to give that choice. They, they were all about freedom of choice. But at the same time, they knew that if you didn't follow those principles of Christ, you we weren't going to be able to keep this republic, right? Freedom again and again and again. But you have the freedom. With freedom comes literally the freedom to choose poorly. But there's going to be consequences for that. And, and so they fought to give us the ability not for this feudal serf slavery type of subjection, but to choose to be citizens where we wanted, with what kind of government we consented to. And and birthright citizenship, it just, especially when you're talking about the fact that a mother just gets across the border and has the kid there, right? And then automatically that kid becomes a citizen. That's not the way our founders envisioned this, and that was not the intent of the 14th Amendment. And that's a much bigger topic, and we need people that know a lot more about that to really make the point well, but I think you get the idea. And so, but but it does tie in, so the birthright citizenship ties into immigration in the sense of it's not just a matter of the rights, supposedly, or the feelings or the desires of the immigrant. That's not all that's concerned here. There's also the the concern, the rights, the desires of citizens who are already here. 1780 Massachusetts Constitution. The body politic is formed by a voluntary association of individuals. It is a social compact by which the whole people covenants with each citizen and each citizen with the whole people that all shall be governed by certain laws for the common good. And so another quote here, Governor Morris, every society from a great nation down to a club has the right of declaring the, con- the conditions on which new members should be admitted. The United States Constitution gives Congress the power to establish a uniform rule of naturalization, right? And so the bottom line is every country, just like every club that you're a member of, has the right to define what that membership is going to be. And this is one of the really big divides today in the country is we have people that want to demand acceptance in whatever group they want to be part of. Perhaps one of the starkest examples is uh, men demanding to be women and women demanding to be men, which is an impossibility. 
And yet we have people demanding that they be treated in that other group, in that other club, right? You have men demanding to be treated as women, to be part of women's sports, to be allowed in locker rooms and clubs and all of these different places that are set aside for women. And and you had the reverse, folks. If you're really going to be honest about this conversation, you've had the reverse for decades, which is there were clubs just for men that women demanded to be a part of, not even wanting to change to be men. They just demanded to be part of those clubs and institutions. You can think about your famous private golf courses across the nation. Uh, you can think about the military academies. You can think about the military in general, where you change the entrance qualifications, exams, physical fitness tests in the Marine Corps, right? You change these in order to uh, allow women to pass those exams, demanding acceptance into those military academies and the military in general. And so this, this idea, right, of immigration, it's got to be a two-way street. It can't just be one way or the other it especially actually it can be it can be the way that the members of that group define it what it can't be is it can't be the members who want to join that group that club that country that state that community that church right we talked about this with the methodist church just this year it's happened in a number of other churches though you have people that want to be a part of the uh, united methodist church but they demand that the rules, that in this case, the commands, the very commands of God, be changed to fit them. It's a very narcissistic, self-centered, right, ideology. And that's the same thing that we have with immigration today. You have immigrants that are forcing their way into the country criminally, breaking the laws of this country, and then demanding to be treated as citizens with all the, the rights and responsibilities that come along with that. And it's just an impossibility. You just can't do that. We're going to try something for a few days and shorten these up a little bit. And so I'm going to leave you with that today. We'll come back. We're going to talk. We're going to read a couple excerpts from Dr. Porteous's 2012 paper tomorrow on immigration. And we'll kind of round out there really kind of diving into this idea that it has to be uh, the consent not only of the, the immigrants coming in, but it also has to be the consent of, of the people, the citizens that are already there. Uh, maybe talk a little bit, read a couple of the verses out of the Old Testament since this is a Christian nation and, and see how uh, God and the Israelites treated uh, aliens when they wanted to come in. Yeah, we'll leave you there. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.